right, man. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I really salute salute to you guys, man. Appreciate you, man, for going through this. Uh, sticking with me while I'm going through this uh, technical difficulties. I'm trying to put all platforms on. So uh, for those who are out there uh, that's out there on the uh, Phantom, shout out to Phantom. Shout out to Silver and Blue Nation, Big Game James, too, as well. Uh, the Dallas Prospect. Hopefully, we are live on all nations. We on all the channels, and we can get things going one way or another. This is Law Nations. Uh, hey, I talk the real man. I, we we gonna spit fire. I got about thirty minutes with you guys. We are gonna chop it up real hard, man, about this Earl Thomas situation. Uh, shout out to the Beer Gang. Shout out to uh, Kevin Beck and Zoom Dog. What's up, fam? Shout out to you. Uh, th- shout out to everybody, man. <laughs> I'm a little off today, man, but I'm gonna get it right one way or another. You guys know, man. It's 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 crazy day. We talked about the. Um, Earlier today, we talked about the uh, Shady McCoy situation, and it was crazy in his whole entirety, uh, whether or not, whether he did it or he didn't do it or whatever the allegations may be. We're going to move on from that. We're going to talk about the Earl Thomas situation, and I got a clip. We're going to do a Q&A at the end of it, so we're going to listen to what the talking heads are talking about, and we're going to get this thing going. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, though, man. It's been it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, guys. It's always a pleasure. This is... Uh, this is how we do it, man. Let's get this thing going. Let's get it thing going. Let's, we're going to listen to uh, Undisputed. <laughs> all right, Rob, should the Cowboys go, go all out on Earl? Absolutely. I mean, this is a guy that uh, when I was in Dallas, you know, sitting around the draft table and everything, it was the comment was made, the highest rated defensive player in the history of the Cowboys is Earl Thomas. Really? Really. How so, Walter Julius. So, wow. uh to hear that, you know they're going after. Walter Julius has been there for hundred of years, right? Years. So now he's missed on a lot, but no, <laughs> just well, but, it happens, you right? Know, it's but uh, you know they moved the starting free safety. All the signs are there. They moved the starting free safety before OTAs. They move in the corner. Yeah, Byron Jones. Yeah. They bring in Chris Richard. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, everything's saying let's go get Earl Thomas, and he's the best free safety in football. Hmm. That's what I don't get, Skip. <clears throat> He uh, makes these moves. <laughs> hey, before we start and go in further, man, shout out to Shannon Wardrobe. This is from yesterday. Uh, they talking about Earl Thomas. Should they go out there and get? And we was, I said this yesterday and I said it before. Just because we go out there and get an Earl Thomas doesn't mean you take away Jeff Heath. I think that Jeff Heath is versatile in a sense. He can play into the box. He can play out there free in space too as well. So you get both of these guys and it will be a good thing. But shout out to his wardrobe, man. Look at this, man. I don't even know what that is, bro. <laughs> and those glasses, bro, you got to give it away. This is what Let's we know going. about um, Jerry Jones. Skip, he's a plunger. He is. He outbid everybody for Deion Sanders. He sure did. When no one else would take Charles Haley and say, give me Charles. Mm-hmm. He traded two first-round picks to get Joey Galloway, two first-round picks to get uh, uh, Roy Williams. Big mistake. Here's the chance for you to get the best safety since Darren Woodson. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, why didn't you do it before the draft? Because I can assure you, there's nobody you, you could have taken in this draft that's going to give you better value than Earl Thomas. Even Leighton Vander Esch. Hold on, before you go any further with this, man, this is why Jerry Jones and uh, Stephen Jones, because Will McClay is there for one, so he's not going to do that boneheaded pe- decisions. Because look at it from this aspect of it. We knew for sure without a shot of a doubt 
that the C- the Seattle Seahawks they wanted a first and a second round pick for Earl Thomas and, and come on we wasn't going to give up that much real estate for Earl Thomas we're not going to pay all that cash I think that this new regime with Stephen Jones now in the mix and also Will McClay they're going to make the nice decision they're not going to go out there and just make a knee jerk re- decision and go out there and just put all this money and resources on the Earl Thomas trust me I love I L O V E Earl Thomas he would look nasty in his defense but we have to re- we got to really check ourselves with this okay should we go out and reach out and pay all this first round draft movement and then also pay this big cheese for Earl Thomas no they don't do that anymore this is a new era guys this is a new era that's what it is Earl Thomas is great makeup he'll yeah. cover all he'll, he'll well, he cover does. all blemishes mm. oh, yeah. you have no playmakers in the secondary that's where your deficient your front seven is fairly good. Yep. You got Sean Lee, you got Demarcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe once the, uh, the young kid get healthy from Notre Dame, he'll be even better, Skip. Maybe. You have no playmakers Mm-mm. on the back end. Mm-mm. This guy can erase any mistake your corner makes. And still, you haven't pulled the trigger. What, what are you hoping for? What are you waiting for? Leverage. Wait to the last second to where he's holding out and Seattle no. says, okay, we've had enough. No, but here's the thing what you got to factor in, Skip Payless. Now, you signed Earl Thomas. You know you got to give him a contract. But guess what's coming down the pipeline? Oh, Dak Prescott. Now, the starting point for Dak Prescott is Jimmy Garoppolo, $27 million. Mm-hmm. Now, guess who else is up at the end of next year? Demarcus Lawrence. Are you going to franchise him again? Mm-hmm. Now, that's going to cost you about $20 million. It will. And guess who's going to come up down the pipeline the year after that? O.V. Elliott. So Jerry Jones got a lot of money, and he wouldn't mind spending it, but those salary cap kind of handcuffed him right now, Skip. Mm-hmm. So you know if you sign Earl Thomas, he wants Eric Berry, which is $13 million, yep. which is a six, what, six years, uh, $78 million. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants. $13 million a year, that's what you're going to have to do for him. And you got Dak coming down the pipeline at 27. You got Demarcus Lawrence coming down the pipeline. Okay, so you, you first ask, what's he waiting for? And then you answered your he, own question. He should have, <laughs> right? he what he should have done mm-hmm. is go ahead, look, go ahead and get Earl Thomas because it makes it a lot easier to do it, Skip, if you win the Super Bowl. You, hey, you just throw money out. You go, go. Man, the reason why we can't just do that because the Seattle Seahawks wanted a first, a second, and possibly a third-round draft pick for Earl Thomas. We just don't have that type of skin on the wall, Shannon. But what what I'm telling you guys, we have to be patient. Sometimes we have to be like the spider. Allow the food to come to us. Just cast our webs. It's going to be there. If Earl Thomas really loved the Cowboys like he said, then next year when he's free 99, he can come on over to the Cowboys. And then on top of that, if he really want to play and put that silver and blue, if he really want to do that, then he will take that home team, that hometown, that home everything discount. But if not, then he just may just be still on the Seattle Seahawks. Go to and win the Super Bowl. How about you want that? We got it. How about you want Lawrence? They might make the market play on another year on that on that uh, franchise they might. tag. Franchise yeah. tag, yeah. This is, as you said, exactly the kind of move Jerry Jones has always figured out how <laughs> to plunge on. And I don't know why he is sitting on his hands now because they got this new mantra in the organization of we'll build from within our with kids. Yeah. You know, we got the kid corners and the the younger safeties. And, you know, Jeff Heath, he's a nice player, but he was undrafted out of Saginaw, Saginaw Valley. Valley State, you know, okay, undrafted. Xavier Woods, I, I saw flashes last year. He's a sixth-round pick. I don't know. They both ran about four or five-ish at their combines and pro days. So they're, they're nice players. But this guy, to your point about Walter Juliff, 
best defensive player ever to come down the pike on the draft board. He's a difference maker. He is. He, just his presence, his aura, his rub-off factor, his coach-on-the-field factor, he makes Today. everybody better, not only because he's great makeup, but just because he's Earl Thomas. Yeah. He's in the huddle. He's very emotional, excitable. He just He's going to lift everybody's games. He's going to teach those young corners to do this, that, and this. And he's going to do it on the fly. It's it's a Super Bowl move. That, yes. That's what it is. And you just figure out how to make it because clearly he wants to come here, born and raised in Texas, University of Texas, and he go. chased Jason Garrett all the way up the tunnel and grabbed him and said, bring me to Dallas at the end of the Seattle well, victory. See, this is go. what happens mm -hmm. when you pay top dollar to all, for three of your five offensive linemen. Mm -hmm and guys that don't score touchdowns, this is what comes back to bite you. Because you're going to have to – the starting point for Dak Prescott will be $27 million, mm -hmm. which is what Jimmy Garoppolo got. Yep. Now, he messes around and win a playoff game, Skip, or get them to the Super Bowl, he's going to be looking at Matt Ryan-type money. Well, let me pause it right here. Now, Dak Prescott did went on record saying that he's willing to be flexible with his contract, and we do know that that's a major move, especially when you're talking about the Tom Brady's of the world. And I'm not comparing Dak Prescott to Tom Brady, but what I'm saying is that you got to figure out a way. Throughout the history of the NFL, as it, as it relates to the last, I would say, the five or six years, there have yet to be a quarterback that get this big money, these $100 million contracts, and win a Super Bowl. You have to figure out a way to craft that, that money, which you're going to pay the quarterback, and disperse it or issue it out amongst everybody. Because look back this. Look, let's look at this, too, as well. We go all the way back to when Tony Romo was a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. We understood that he had this, this aura about himself, his presence, that's saying that he can be the next guy. But guess what? When we gave him that $105 million contract or what have you, we couldn't put the money around him as far as defensive-wise. In 2013, 2012, what have you, one of the world's worst defense that you can ever lay eyes on. And in largelihood, it's because we didn't have the resources and the money to spread throughout this entire team. So what I'm saying is, collectively, we need to figure out a way as Cowboys Nation, figure out a way to pay your quarterback cheap, not saying that you give Dak Prescott $15 million, but you got to figure out a good common number so that it can be respectable in a sense, and then on top of that, so you can still put put money in places to help out the other guys. Like, you got to sign a D-Law. You got to sign Ezekiel Elliott down the line, hopefully. And then you got to figure out who else can be the guy that's on the back end of the secondary. That's all I had to say on that. But let's, let's listen to more of what they had to say. We'll ask Q&A at the end. A hundred million guaranteed. And don't let the mark, don't let Lawrence mess around and win defensive player of the year or win another win a sack title or go to a Pro Bowl become an all-pro. Cut a price. The thing is, when you get these young guys, Skip, the price don't come down. Rob, you know this. Right. The price don't come down. It's like location. It just keeps going up okay. and I up got it. and up. So if you acquire Earl Thomas, are you going to have to overpay for Earl Thomas at 29 going on 30? Yes, you will. Yes. Sure. Will, will he be diminishing returns at 31 and 32? Maybe a little bit. But I thought he had a career-threatening. Remember, he broke his Brooklyn. tibia. And it looked like, uh-oh, he's tweeting about this could be the end of me. Well, last year he just bounced back and looked just like Earl Thomas to like me. Earl he Thomas. made the right. Pro Bowl last year. So at 29, 30, 31, I I'm going to bet on it. you got to figure it out, Skip. You have to figure it out. If you're the Cowboys, what we're used to seeing for the Cowboys, they spared no expense. We tried to win championships. So whomever they needed, Skip, whatever piece they needed in, in the 90s, mm -hmm. they would get it. 
Yeah. So now all of a sudden, seem to be Jared like, well, like hold on, I, I don't, I don't want really want to. Jared's not running the show I, no I more. I need show. Earl. Earl is the difference maker, Skip. Yeah. So they were all too quiet throughout free agency. They were all too quiet on draft night for my taste. Leighton Vander Esch? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I think this trade's been in the works. Right? I think uh, both teams realize it. Mm-hmm. They they decided not to do it for the draft. I don't think Seattle wants to look like it's rebuilding or whatever. They are, yeah. Did you notice during this offseason, now they've got passing game defensive coordinator Andre Curtis coming in. You know, he's there, but now they've given him this title. They know he's going to be working with a young group. They're probably going to lose Earl Thomas to Dallas. I'm assuming that. And uh, they needed the linebacker. Remember, so Cam just out. called it. Hey, what's you they, they need to move on, Skip. Yeah. They've gotten rid of Bennett. Earl, uh, 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 Richard Sherman is gone. Cliff Abel retired. Cam Chaz retired. So they look. They're basically breaking this thing up piece by piece. Really, the only healthy guy that's there that wants to be there seems to be Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. So they've they've moved all the the Legion of Boom. That's gone. Yeah. So the, the final piece is Earl Thomas. Let him go to Dallas. Dallas giving money. I get it. You can give a five year deal, Skip, and basically give him the money in the first couple of years, yep. and, and and everybody's happy. But Jerry, come on, Jerry. This is not the Jerry. We know when you ever known Jerry to be stingy with money. Maybe he's resting on his Hall of Fame laurels now. No, right? he wanted to kind of semi-retired. Skip, he got to get. No, he's waiting for the credit him in. until he builds one without Jimmy's players. <laughs> yeah. You know he. Hey, he. That's what he wants first and foremost yeah. is to build one of these things without old Jimmy lurking in the mm-hmm. background. Because everybody said, well, he won with Jimmy's players. Mm. Did he? If they get Earl Thomas. You are dead in the water. Well, uh, you are so in trouble. Well, they get on top of the bed is off. Oh, the bed is uh, off. Okay. Oh. Now we got a flipper and a renegger. Hold on. Hold on. You want me to go get the best thing? All right, man. We're going to stop it here, man. So pretty much so uh, with everything, uh, I want you guys to post in the comment section down below in the, in the chat box. Do we go out and spend the farm on Earl Thomas? Do we go out and do everything we need to do to get Earl Thomas in his mix? Uh, I want to know from you guys, this is Q&A session. Uh, we're going to talk. I got about 10 to 15, well, close to 15 minutes. I can wrap it up with you guys. Uh, shout out to the first person who laid wood in the chat box. I don't know your name yet, but let me know. Kevin Beck, man, what's going on with you? DJ Cobb, I bet the bet is off. What, what's the bet? What's going on? Uh, innovative. Yes, we need him. Um, from the aspect of what leadership brings, we all talked about what the aspect of what uh, number 50 brings. We, we know who that is, Sean Lee. And then you add in Earl Thomas. We know that there will be a, a good, and I'm talking about a good, good, good secondary. There will be something that everybody can marvel at because we now have somebody explosive that can understand what the flow of the defense need to be and understand what Chris Richard is trying to do. And then we tell Papa uh, Rob Marinelli, just coach that front four. Just man the front four. Everything else will be nice, and we have the rotation because because you know Rob Marinelli loved to rotate his guys. And then we talk about, too, as well, when Barry Church left his team last year, when he left and he went over to the Jaguars, one thing that he did say that the Jaguars were doing versus what the Cowboys were doing, doing is that they didn't rotate the secondary as much. We had guys that was, that what he was saying, that we had guys that was in the position. Those who play football know that football is all about rhythm, momentum, and staying into the game and understanding the feel of the game. And once you understand the feel of the game, you can fly out to the ball faster. You can uh, make these plays because you can understand, okay, well, this guy is shorting his route. He's chopping his route off too quick right now. I can 
jump this route. I seen that look in the first quarter. Now I'm going to jump the route in the third or the fourth. So that's what it is when you're staying in the game longer. So I guess with now that you have Chris Richard, we won't see the musical chairs out there in the secondary. Shout out to Holt. What's going on? He said, Law Dog, what's up? I love Earl Thomas too, but please give up. We said give up the the house to give him to get him. No, 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 no. I don't want to give up the house to get him. Uh, I just think that we should find a way. Just find one way to get the guy. But if he really loved the Cowboys like he said, if he really loved the Cowboys like he's saying, then we should figure he should figure out a way to take the home team discount. He shouldn't look at the Eric Berries of the world and what they're getting paid or what he's getting paid or what have you. And shout out to Eric Berry, man. The dog, is he's a beast out there as far as free safety. He's setting the temperament and setting the tone, battling out through everything. But if you really want that ring, if you want to host that Lombardi trophy, you got to make the sacrifices. Remember, remember I was talking about Tom Brady. He he take up he takes massive pay cuts, right? To put peoples and places around him so that he can host the Lombardi trophy. And then also he get sideline deals and uh jersey apparel deals and stuff like that. But then I guess and when he dating a supermodel, maybe he can do that because I heard that she make more money than him. Uh this is DJ Cobbs, Law Nation, Shannon and Skip bet a box of soda or something that uh let me see, by the playoff or something like that. They might have. They might have. And Cowboys we trust. He said, Jackie. Hey, Miss Jackie, what's going on with you? He said, Cowboys crunk. Interesting point about the QB. We were talking about the quarterback earlier, whether or not you pay the guy or you just go all out of the woodsheds and say, okay, we're going to reach into our pockets. We're going to play this man uh, $32 million. Because if he wins, if, if, if Dak Prescott went one or two playoff games, then that dude speaks rhymes and uh, the realms of uh, paying him around what Matt Ryan is getting paid. But I, I digress. I just don't want to see that type of stuff happening with the Cowboys because we got so many needs. And still, even if we get a Earl Thomas too, I still will have my reservations on this defensive front. Like I said, I can't really just trust everything on a Dayton Jones and a Brian Price. I just can't say that. that we, I can put on my chest and say, hey, Dayton Jones is going to just shut it down. I just can't, I can't call it. I'm waiting for Belly Irvin, oh my bad, David Irvin to get back and get into this mix and just wreak havoc after week four. That's what I'm waiting on. Shout out to Lopez. Thomas will make the bid <laughs> threat in the in the backfield. Yeah, I think you're saying that Thomas will make the threat in the backfield. He will. He will make it happen, guys. He will. Shout out to everybody. I'm going to see if I can I can go to my other platforms too as well. Uh, sh- shout out to those who watching through via Facebook. I'm on Phantom. I'm on EBSN. I'm on the actual uh, Big Game James page. Silver and Blue. You got to see the Silver and Blue behind me. DDP too as well. The Dallas Prospect Show. I'm on every platform right now. So shout out to those. And also you guys can follow me on Twitter. And also I want to say Instagram and as well as periscope we live like 95 baby let's get this thing going my bad big dog big threat yes yes ninja nuts what's going on he's a high school kid you know who's a high school kid let me know uh dj what's up man jerry wants to replace Dak with his grandson 
<laughs> man, his, his grandson got to go to college first, and he got to ball out then. He can maybe have a chance to go into the National Football League if he continues to grow. He's still small. He still don't have all the throws. Come on now. Um, Craig English, what's up? What's good, fam? Hey, what's going on, Garcia, man? Hey, why do people hate Dak? I can get into more details of why people hate Dak. This is the reason why. And let me pop my collar because this is the reason why people don't like Dak. Because it's the xenophobia. They never seen a quarterback in that position outside of a Quincy Carter, outside of a Tony Banks that played for the America's team. And, of course, I can throw in a, a, a Cunningham, too, as well. It always bring in the extra, maybe this guy is just fool's gold for us. Maybe he's like a RG3. Maybe he's the guy that's a one-year wonder. But what I'm telling everybody is just pump the brakes on everything because you don't want to just pour everything into Dak. You got to have the you got the best offensive line. Well, one of the best. I'm not saying that they are the best, but one of the best offensive line in the NFL. And then you have one of the best running backs in the NFL. This offense runs and operates through Ezekiel Elliott. And all you have to do is keep pounding the ball. Trust me. Go back at Ezekiel Elliott High School, Middle School, and even you throw in the the, uh, the college records. This guy do not lose games. He will win more time than he will lose. So this is the thing. What we got in place is now, we got a Jamez Olawale, we have a Rod Smith, and they went out and drafted a Bo Scarborough. What they're saying is they're going to be a run-first team. Now that you have a different uh, philosophy uh, with the Tavon Austin, because now with Tavon Austin, you can run the reverse sweeps, you can catch those those loop-around plays too as well. So you got all these things in place, and everybody's still just focusing on Dak Prescott. You just need the manager. I'm telling you, right now, if you want to make massive money, all you have to do is get your Photoshop skills together, Photoshop Dak Prescott in a bus, just have him driving the bus. The engine to this bus is Ezekiel Elliott. The wheels on this bus is the offensive line. The armor is what Chris Richard is going to do with this defense. There, There you have you. There I say. This team will be a different team than 2017. You can book it, baby. 100% truth right there. I just got to tell you guys, man, that's what's going on. 22 and 10 do speaks volume too as well. Yes, you are right, Gazar. Uh, uh, he, is, he is a winner. This is Jackie. Yeah, you can't. The one thing that you can't count on is the intangibles. Those things that you just don't see. That what is that that is exactly what he brings to the table. Now, this is my reservation from last year as far as the defense. Although we was eighth ranked overall in defense, although we had those gaudy numbers as far as, oh, look at this, look at that. But we was bottom half on third down defense. I think 27 or 28 overall on third down defense. In order for us to make any move, any strides towards the playoff, this team have to become at least top 10, top 12, and third down defense. You got to be stingy. You cannot play back and allow the opposition to make things happen for them. You have to change the thing. That's why I'm saying that's why you have a Chris Richard. And on top of that, on what Brian Broder said today as I was driving in my car, driving up here trying to do this radio show and trying to do this podcast, go check out my podcast. The link should be down in the description box below. Brian Broder said they may be flexing Jordan Lewis into the inside. Reason being is because you got Byron Jones now. He's going to be the outside corner, and then you have the Cheeto Bear Wuzier. Those are your two outside corners. And then did I add in the fact that you uh, have the emergence of Anthony Brown? We do know they had a sophomore slump last year, right? 
So this team is different. This team defensive-wise, Chris Richard is looking for that length, strength, that range in these cornerbacks, and that is what he's doing. Um, and it's just it's just different. We can't say that this year is going to be the same year with, that it was last year because we don't have all of the drama. Uh, why are, this is five group. Uh, why are fans playing the race card with Dak? No one else is, says that. You know, I don't know five group. You know, it's just a go-to thing that people do when they talk about a quarterback. I don't know. <clears throat> it's, it, the thing is, can the guy win a game? Yes. Can the guy pass the ball down the field? Yes. Give the man a chance. That's all I'm saying. Of course, it was his second year. Everybody deserves a second year uh, slump. Everybody. I, I don't know anyone that just said, okay, I should never have a downfall. And then on top of that, if if nine and seven is my slump year, then mo lo and behold, you know that that is not bad at all. This is not me just drinking the Kool Aid. This is me telling the truth. Uh, Buck Burrell, top five D without Earl Thomas, could be possible. Jordan Lewis played against the uh, slack in college didn't didn't he? Um, Jordan Lewis still mainly played on the outside. To me personally. I, I'm saying that Jordan Lewis, he don't have the eyeball test of a big physical corner, but hes I give him the nickname of Hip Pocket Lewis for a reason. Go back and look at some of my film sessions. You see the man is just tattooed on the opposition. Everywhere they run, you have Jordan Lewis right there punching the ball out. Now, he don't have like this blazing quick speed like a Deion Sanders, but somehow, some way, his recovery speed is great, and then he does not allow the opposition to get long and rangy separation on him. He just stuck on your hip. So, from the eyeball test, maybe Chris Richard is just saying, okay, you know, let's just go ahead and put Byron Jones out there, and then we have Cheeto Bear Woozie, and when the quarterback is thinking where I'm going to go with the ball, they have to make that, that quick decision. And football is about a game of inches, and if you can get the quarterback to think for more than two or three seconds on a play where they're going to go with the ball, you're winning half of the game. Remember, I always say this is chess, not checkers, baby. Mike, whoa, 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 you're right. Jackie Smith, yeah, shout out to you. Uh, and, and I apologize, guys, on the Facebook panel and the uh, and other pages that I'm not able to read your comment at, at, at this time. Just go to my YouTube page and jump into the chat box there, and I can read most of your comments. Uh, will Cedric Wilson make this roster? Man, this is from William Pete. Cedric Wilson got Boise State insurance, man. He, he's on this team. You can, you can book that. You can bet that. <laughs> he's on this roster. Um, is Jalen going to be our standout in my Jason? Oh, this is Ninja Nuts. He said, is uh, Jalen Smith going to be the standout player? Uh, he took the brace off. And then on top of that, last year, Jalen Smith was one of the guys that was leading in tackles in most of the games last year. So if you put that in mind, if you put Jalen Smith out there now without the ankle brace and also more comfortable with the, with the, well, with the, with the offense is going to try to do and also more comfortable with the defense, the guy's going to explode. Bluefield pass. <laughs> I like that. Shout out to you, Shogun, man. I like that. I like that. J.R. Torres, any news on Randy Gregory? I'm thinking that the NFL is always a PC political football uh, battle with the NFL. I think that they're waiting for the right time, the slowest part of the <laughs> the slowest news of the day, and then they're going to make this announcement. Look for a Friday, maybe a slow Friday, maybe after OTAs. Maybe they squeeze them a little bit more, and then they say, uh, breaking news, and they're going to have a, a whole special with ESPN, a whole special with NFL Network, 
Randy Gregory has now been reinstated into the NFL. He can now participate in team, you know, drills and stuff like that. Just look for it. Put your money on it. Bet it. It's not going to be in the middle of the week. They're going to wait till a Friday, <laughs> a slow period, you know, so they can get all those ad revenues through a whole entire Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know, then they're going to have this thing out there, Randy Gregory ready to play. And we can't wait to see Randy Gregory. Shout out to my guy, Big Game James. He said that boy got that bend. My guy, Vach Lombardi. Go check them out, man, about that Randy Gregory talk. KJ Rose, what's good? Who is good? Um <clears throat> Your comment ran away. <laughs> what is this? At Law Nation, I understand that Romo is a good quarterback, but people only gave Dak two years already and think the guy's the worst. Doesn't make any sense. This is from Mike Wall. Uh, the, the, the whole Tony Romo versus Dak Prescott conversation. Um, the, the thing is with Tony Romo, we have a collective uh, or most of the fan base defended Tony Romo for all those years. And then for somebody to pretty much pull the rug from under his feet and then insert another quarterback, they have no choice but to still stand firm on what they believe and say, okay, we're going to completely still try to defend the guy and, and say that he's still the best thing since sliced bread. But they fail to realize the sun has set on Tony Romo. He's broadcasting now. Got a wonderful gig. Got a beautiful wife and kids. And he's sitting at the house eating his Cheetos and just ch chilling, you know. But – now we have Dak Prescott, the new era, and people look back at last year and they, and they fell in love with the aspect of having a quarterback to throw the ball down the field most of the time because it's two different styles of play. People have the, I guess, the short mindset and the short mind frame of forgetting. <laughs> they, forgot, they forgot most of the interceptions. They forgot the games that we were supposed to win that we also lost. But they remember the comeback games. And that emotional high, you feel that it drilling it, and you feel like, okay, this was the time that we had Tony Romo. But granted, we should sit back and enjoy the moment, enjoy this ride. We went 13-3 and three the first year, 9-7 and seven the second year. And then on top of that, if we so happen to go anywhere beyond 8-8 eight and eight this year, that's a plus because now that will be the first time in Cowboys history since the 90s to have three consecutive winning streaks in the well, winning seasons in a row. So the last time we had two back-to-back -back winning seasons was in 2007. That's a long time, guys. So if you're healthy, you're wealthy, and this is the thing. Tony Romo just couldn't stay healthy. And I trust me, I love Tony Romo. I believe in Tony Romo. But now it, it's been 2014. It's 2018, going into 2019, and people still talking about the, the, the Tony Romo fiasco. The guy is enjoying his job up there in the booth. They need to just leave on and move on. But it is what it is. The Cowboys nation's always like that. We always fickle with our quarterbacks. Trust me. Uh, Cowboys crunk. Law Nation is our, our offense is not Dak friendly. Is our quarterback friendly? It is quarterback friendly. Um, you, you got, well, you can say it's Zeke friendly. You know, <laughs> every team designed to build around either their offensive line, their running back, or their quarterback. They try to set up those things. The teams really rarely build around uh, wide receivers. They rarely build around other guys that's on this uh, on their team. And here's why: name me outside of name me the last in the last four or five years who was the dominant wide receiver that got paid all that big money to win a Super Bowl. I was sitting wait. It's just been forever in a day. We just don't have those type of things. 
Um, Leighton Vander S is another Luke Keekley. This is from D. Will. Uh, uh, I, I don't know, man. Um, shout out to the Callaway the best way, man. Uh, it's too soon. I want Leighton Vander Esch to prove that he can get out there in the field and not worry about his ankle, right? Because that's all we heard all this offseason, his ankle hurt, you know. So we want to see what Leighton Vander Esch can do in the following weeks. So with that being said, guys, I really got to wrap this show up. I really appreciate everybody for tuning in. I apologize for the technical difficulties from earlier, but this is all a learning process. This is my second time jumping on live on all of the uh, networks, all of the panels. It's just weird way, weird way I got to finagle the system in order for it to shoot out to all these programs. But if you feel like you really want to follow the show, Join in and tune in to my podcast. Hit the like button. Smash the like button if you want to. Drop the elbow on the like button. Share the content. Let people know that this guy, this uh, your brother from another mother, no other. I don't look like Danny Glover. That and I also, I know you guys want to say to James Harden, but I'm eight years older than James Harden. So this guy, a Cowboys crave fan, love to talk about Cowboys. His name is Law Nation. Guys, follow this page and then just shoot them up. And then hit me up on Twitter too as well. I'll be there. And also my Instagram. That's all the time I have for today. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you listening to nothing but the best. Salute. I'm out. Let's listen to this jam out to this 300 at least, man. We can do that, right? <laughs> Shout out to you, man.